When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Brandy here. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can catch Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy live 6am to 9am weekdays. Just tune your radio into 1170am in Sydney. Welcome back to Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Vossi was probably in the sky as we speak, sitting at the pointy end of the plane. Not quite yet. Not quite yet? No, no. No, take off at 11. Okay. So he's on his... uh, What time is it? 7. He'd be be sipping a latte on the way to the airport. Getting ready to sit up the pointy end of the plane, yeah. kick the feet back, recline the chair. I, I, and he didn't say which game he's doing. Whether it's oh, didn't he? No, I don't, I don't know which which game he's calling. Which game What's do the you think is? Game? Is it South Manly? I think first the first game, game South Manly. Yeah. Is it? Yes. So that's yes. our season. Lieutenant opener. Dan's nodding his head. Who I heard on uh, Tradies in a nutshell this morning. Tradies nuts in a nutshell. And he just show. sort of he posed something. He said, I, "I'm not sure if this is happening, but." And he was chatting about the surface at Allegiant Stadium. Mm. And he said, um, I don't know if the teams are having run, a run on the stadium beforehand, like a captain's run, uh, which was, I thought, well, that's an interesting question. I, I don't know the answer to that either. Is it the, is it the um, artificial turf? No, it's not. Oh, it's real turf. It's real turf. That's good. Yeah. I imagine the grass burn on that artificial stuff would be horrendous. You can't play. It's that's a disaster. And and there's there's a few um, synthetic fields around Sydney. Really? Yeah, there is. Yeah, I'm, I, like there's there's a field of Blacktown that Penrith used their junior league. But it's a home it's a home ground of someone of Yuck. Pat's Blacktown. Yeah. Yes, and oh. they play on it. I. I up in the why. country, we used to have the the fields that have a cricket pitch in the middle, and that was a nightmare. Yeah, but they, would they put dirt over it? No, no, just no. You'd, you'd land <laughs> yeah. on the pitch. Land on the pitch. Well, yeah. which is sort of like North Sydney Oval. You'd land on the pitch. Yeah, no good. Hard. No good. Yeah, I didn't go looking for that tough stuff in the middle of the field in those games, or ever really. Um, <laughs> now, uh, have we got a little bit of? Uh, we've got some audio of DCE chatting about his uh, partnership with Luke Brooks. Yes, we might. Listen to that. And then you're going to release your top eight. I'm going to give my top eight. And I'm bullish on the Seagulls. And I think this only reconfirms my bullish approach to the Seagulls this year. He's a really good footy player, despite what, you know, he's been through at the the Tigers. Um, he's really good at footy. He gets footy. Um, he plays to his strengths really well. And I think he's going to complement our side and then hopefully take us to another level this year. There you go. Luke Brooks gets footy, Seagulls, airborne this year. Uh, my top eight, Brandy. So yep. uh, I've got Broncos finishing the regular season at the top of the ladder. Mm-hmm. I've got the Panthers finishing second, Storm third, Roosters fourth, Rabbitohs fifth, 
Sea Eagles, sixth. So they're a new team in the top eight. Oh, so two of the Rabbitohs. Warriors, seventh. Eighth position was a tough one for me. So many teams scrambling for that last position on the top eight. I've got the Eels. Yep. Controversial one, maybe. The, I've got the Cowboys just missing out and the Eels uh, sneaking in. The Knights also right thereabouts, but I've gone the Eels. Might be a little bit of New South Wales and Sydney bias. Uh, my premiers this year are the Broncos. I've got a replay of last year's grand final with the Broncos and the Panthers. Mm. And the Broncos, how do I put this nicely? Not dropping their bundle in the last 20 minutes this year yep. with a year's experience under the belt of some of those big Gotta name players. I had the spoon bowl being played on the weekend to decide who were going to be my wooden spooners. Have you? Did you change your mind? I did. The weekend's game changed my mind. I've got the West Tigers now getting the spoon. Hopefully they give Benji Marshall another year because I think it would be a travesty if Benji Marshall's coaching career only lasted one season. I think it'll last longer than that. They'll I give hope him so. more than a year. I hope and, so. And, and I hope they, I hope they gave one. I've got and friends I, I, that are Tigers fans and... They were not excited, but they were they were feeling positive after week one of the trials. And I know we can't read too much into it, but panic station for those guys after this weekend just gone. Someone's got to run last, but they do. But you can run last, and you can run last. Like the, how many how many games did the Tigers win last year? Was it I think four? Three, four. Like mm. so, you can run last and still win. I you'd like to see now. I picked the Dragons. Um, I. I watched the trial on the weekend and thought, oh, I'd like to get off the drag. See, I picked it three weeks ago. I picked my eight yeah. a, a, a while back. Yeah. Um, but only released it yesterday. If I could change, I, I, I probably would after the weekend because the Dragons looked pretty good. Who do you think are the big, biggest challenges to your Panthers this year? Uh, I think I've my, my eight was uh, Panthers, Souths, Roosters, top three. Mm-hmm. So I I think now again I picked it before Campbell Graham was was ruled out for six months, um, and that's that that will be a blow. That'll be something they have to overcome because they're not flush with outside backs. So, um, Lionel on the text line, Brandy. Oh, Lionel said, uh, "Missile, you're a disgrace. No dogs in the eight. Hang your head in shame." I've gone head and not heart for this one because last year I went heart. Mm. And I put my Bulldogs in eighth. And but don't you think they're in a better position? Way do better. Do you think they're in a better position this year? Way better, Brandy. Mm. Way better. I know that was a dour affair against the Sharks at Belmore the other night. But Sharks finished sixth last year. And we only let in two tries against the sixth-place Sharks. Without Nico Hines. Yeah, without Nico Hines. I think we're around 10th. Zane Tedavano was announced yesterday, official, signed with the club. Little bit of depth in those front row stocks where we're quite light on, but mm. I think 10th. 10th would be a good year for the Bulldogs. Very excited about Stephen Crichton. Uh, he looks like he's taken that leadership role um, in his stride. It was exciting to see him on the field. Every time, he didn't even have to get the ball. He got near the ball and the Bulldogs fans went up for Stephen Crichton. Um, it's going to be an interesting year for him. He's had... Three very successful years at the Panthers, so yeah. it's interesting to see how he handles life away from Penrith. When asked about his ca- the appointment of, of captain, I, I think it's a good move. I think he's got that do personality. You like it? Yeah. I do, I do. There's something special about Stephen. Like mm. just, and he 
oozes class on the footy field. You've, you've, you've seen him coming through from a junior. So the, yep. the reason they're saying that he's playing centre now is because he's had a bit of a hampered preseason with a couple of niggles. Mm. So he still may go to fullback. If you were putting Stephen Crichton somewhere in that Bulldogs lineup, yep. where would you have him? Centre. Centre? Yep. Yep. I, I, I think at the moment I'd play him in centres too. Are you that a Blake Taft fan? Ooh, um, kind of. Yeah, there's, there's, he had a mixed got, night. He had a mixed night, but don't burn him for that. No, but no, I, no. Of course, I did not. say yesterday that um, I think I think they've got to look seriously at playing the young player. Now, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Joe Ash Papali, very exciting player, is a very good player. Yeah, like an uh, I know you can't take what you do in an SG ball competition and transfer it into mm. first grade, but sometimes you can. Yeah, sometimes there is special players that doesn't matter what level they are playing at they can reach that level yeah i think i think this boy is one of those players all right now he's not big but uh, he, he reminds me a bit of young fail Longo from the storm a little bit of benny barber ben barber yeah that's exciting as a bulldogs fan one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is our open line give us a call during the show rooster bugle from maribra is called through morning rooster hey good morning what do you got for us rooster I just had a my conference idea. If we went to conferences mm-hmm. in the uh, in the football, um, I think like like how the NFL has it, right? Instead of like two conferences, you just take half of their system. So you just split it into four divisions. You'd probably need twenty teams of five teams each in each division. Mm-hmm. So you play everyone in your division twice and you play everyone else once. And then if you win your division, you automatically go through to the finals and then you pick four, the four next best for the finals. And then everyone plays in the finals together. You can have anyone make the grand final. And you create rivalries for the people in the divisions that you play twice every year. Okay. So, you, like you said, Brandy, they go north, south, east, west. Oh, that's what they do in the NFL. In the NFL, yeah. But they've got 32, and they split it into you know, two conferences, four divisions, mm. um, east, west, north, south. Yeah. Um, in each. Yeah. Uh, and that's how they – and they have four teams in each. I in don't – I don't – Hate the the idea, Rooster Bugle. It's probably uh, a bit harder geographically in Australia because they'd have to travel. Like, where would you put Melbourne? Do you group them up with Canberra and then maybe Sharks? And some, it's it's a little bit more difficult geographically, Brandy, to group those. Yeah, I, Western Sydney would be easy to group. Well, it would. Yep, yep. But a bit harder for some of the others. Hey, Rooster Bugle. You're in the running to be our Club Med Caller of the Week. All callers of the week go into the draw for a chance to win a trip to Bali worth nearly 10000 of the best. Welcome back to Breakfast with Brandy and the Missile this morning. Hey, Brandy, we've got Uzi Kawaja. He's coming up in the next half hour. That's very exciting. Uh, any questions for Uzi from our listeners? 0457 736 736. Send them through now. The best ones we'll pick to ask him when he's on air with us. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's lawyers. Uh, we're going to catch up with Dave Riccio very shortly, but uh, a couple of text messages. The Coff Raider, Coff's Raider, Reedy says, uh, boys, if there was a conference system, 
it could never be Sydney Conference and out of Sydney. The Sydney teams don't travel and sleep at home every night while everyone else travels all over the country and New Zealand every other week. That wouldn't be fair. Need half Sydney and out of Sydney in each conference so that everyone travels. That's a good point. It's fa- it, it would become very... Um, well, the Sydney-based teams, it would yeah. become very Sydney-orientated, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, I know you're in a new conference, but you know what? The more I talk about conferences, the, the more less, I don't like it. The less it. you like it. The yeah. less I like it. Fair enough. The less I like it. But, yeah. I, but then is 20 teams, what do you do with 20 teams? It, do, do you reduce the – does the season become – a 19-game season where you – and that won't happen. For, just so. to the, the point of the Coffs Raider, my point would be, Vossi, uh, Brandy, it's already not fair because Sydney teams already play each other X amount of times per year and don't have to travel. The Warriors already have to travel international flights every, every second, second weekend. Week. It's, yeah. it's already not fair. Mm. Uh, the Pearl says, uh, Miss L, nine sides in each conference won't mean a bye each week because you still play teams from both conferences. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm less across this NFL thing, so I, I wasn't sure how the conferences work. So you're saying every, they all play each other anyway. Play everyone in your conference twice, 16 games, and everyone in other once. So in the other conference once, nine games. So that, that 16, gives you 25 rounds. That gives you 25 No buys, rounds. 25 rounds, plus it's a lot of rounds. Brutal. It's a lot of football. That's brutal. It's too much football, in my opinion. What The reason I like is 20 teams, two 10-team conferences, play each other twice, 20 games. Mm. 20 games plus rep. There you go. All right, time for this. And now on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, the back page with David Riccio. David, how's San Diego? Hey, good morning, boys. Yeah, look, San Diego's great. It's, uh, it's, it's all starting to heat up a little bit as far as the preparation is concerned. I'm, I'm based here with South Sydney as far, uh, in, in readiness for their Las Vegas uh, clash with the Manly Seagulls. Uh, guys, today's it's a bit of a recharge day um, and, and reset, the, um, reset the dial as far as that preparation is concerned. I've just left Coronado Beach. Now, it's one of the beaches down here in San Diego. The South Sydney Rabbitohs have just played a little bit of beach volleyball a little bit of NFL on the beach, just to turn the legs over. And um, they will then crank up the dial tomorrow um, at a serious training session before jumping on a plane to Vegas on Wednesday US time. So, uh, look, it's starting. You can just sense a little bit of, uh, yeah, a little bit more uh, step in the toe as far as uh, the the bunnies are concerned. They know the, the, the week is here that, now they've been waiting for effectively since November one preseason. Uh, Dave, what's the word on Cody Walker? We had one of our uh, one of our listeners text in very early this morning and said there's been a, um, a, a big move on Manly in terms of the prices dropped. So uh, they're suggesting that Cody Walker might be out. Yeah, Brandy, look, I don't think that'll be the case. I think Cody Walker will play, uh, providing he gets through the final uh, training sessions that South South do have. They'll have one more here in San Diego, as I said, and then another session in Las Vegas before a light captain's run. Now, if Cody Walker gets through the next two more serious training sessions, he plays. Uh, I suspect he will definitely be named uh, in Jason Demetrio's squad. Uh, everything I've seen so far of Cody Walker indicates that he's playing. 
And that is, uh, while one step short of actually joining the team preparation, as far as uh, you know, any offensive or defensive training drills, he's been doing a lot of training by himself. But he has absolutely accelerated the loads uh, and the rehab phase of that while he has been here. And as I said, I, I suspect Cody Walker plays, guys. Uh, you're with the Rabbitohs, Dave, but the Roosters, they seem to be having like some sort of luxury holiday there. At lunch with billionaires, they're oh, shopping cool. on Rodeo Drive. Jeez, I tell you what, must be nice. Uh, Nick Politis has come out and he's had some comments on the 18th team. Uh, he doesn't want to go to PNG; he wants to go to Perth. He's spoken about this conference system. What do you think? Hey, Miss Old, just on just as far as the Roosters in LA, do you think I've I've pulled the wrong rein here? Yes, uh, you're, on, you're with the wrong team. He's based with the Roosters <laughs> in LA. Your bulldog and, doesn't and deserve and it. All he's doing. <laughs> All he's doing is sending me photos of either, you know, a lobster Mornay or a Mm. seafood basket or uh, courtside at the Lakers, courtside at college basketball, uh, and here I am down in San Diego. Just stay uh, grounded, Dave. You're a man of the the people. You just stay grounded. I think think you're you're back in your right Yeah, I'm here to do a job, Mr. That's right. Here here to do a job. Dave, just before we talk about... David, just before we talk about the conference system, just before we leave San Diego, what about the size of the ground? And, and I said, Jason Demetrio, I heard him speak on about it, uh, the fact that it is, you know, it's it's narrower, it's shorter. Um, I heard him speak in Australia. He said, well, we we mapped out a, a ground. And he said, I didn't realise how much difference it, it did make, uh, the amount of ground that we've lost. Yeah. Has there been much talk about and uh, and and talk about exactly how they're going to play or whether they'll play much differently because of the, the narrow field? Hey, Brandy, I, I think this will be becoming an increasing debate as the week progresses. Once the, once the glitz and the glamour dies off as far as teams visiting basketball stadiums and, and, and NBA teams, once all that dies off, I think this will be a major talking point as far as uh, who adjusts best because you, you're spot on. And all four teams, I'm aware, have been training on the restricted-sized uh, fields. And it's definitely shorter in length. Um, the, it, to be fair, guys, this will be the shortest and skinniest field that an NRL premiership game has ever been played on. And a lot of the teams, certainly from what I've been watching with South Sydney and talking to the players, what they're picking up on is that the wingers and centers are quickly running out of room when the ball does go wide, mm. and so they're being forced to they're being forced to cut back infield much earlier than what they'd like. Now, that'll be a that'll be a factor too on whether this becomes a real middle third of the game style of game. Mm. And uh, this is this is all intents and purposes uh, purposes uh, to be a spectacle for the fans, but it really could turn into a a middle third of a field game where down here in San Diego, I'm watching Damian Cook, one of the best exponents of middle of the field running. Uh, you know, there, there is a suggestion here that he could have a, a major say on the way the Rabbitohs perform. Kicking game two, guys, will be an interesting factor. Like the, 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 um, the precision of the short kicking game with skinnier in goals will be a major factor also. So, yeah, Brandy, I, as, as you suggested, I think this will become a real big talking point as as we get to the back end of the week and the countdown to kickoff. Three of the four best kickers in the NRL over there, I reckon, Dave. I mean, 
Cherry Evans, Adam Reynolds, um, and Cody Walker, short kicking game. So I reckon that's yep. they're, they're the best um, exponents of that short kicking game. Hey, Dave, you're in San Diego. Yep. Uh, we once did a swimming camp in San Diego, which infamously led to uh, some of the older swimmers taking myself down across the border into Tijuana. Uh, have you ventured right. down south of the border yet since you've been there? If, if so, I can... I can give you a couple of uh, recommendations for late night establishments. Well, I did travel down to the border and just saw, uh, you know, just line after line, car after car attempting to cross the border. So I have every interest in trying to get across, but it sounds hopelessly difficult, to be honest. Uh, and I'm a little bit concerned, will they let me back into the U.S.? That is the big concern, uh, Missile. So, uh, yeah, it's on the to-do list, but I just don't know fucking how to do it. Yeah, well, I think the, the, once you get to the, the actual Border passport crossing. area or whatever, there's different lines for different. So if you're an international tourist with a passport and things, it was a little bit quicker for us. Coming back, I remember, was a bit of an issue. Yep particularly for some of the other swimmers that yep. had stocked up on um, different things while we we're, while were across the border. so Some contraband. Contraband. <laughs> <laughs> contraband. I thought you were going to say still knocks. <laughs> <laughs> Your word's not mine, Dave. Your word's not mine. <laughs> uh, Boy, they were good years, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, yeah it was good for a couple of years until it hit the headlines. Uh We've got to get to the news, Dave, so we've got to let you go. But just quickly on Nick Polite's conference system, uh, 18th team, 19th, 20th. What, what do you think about the conference system? Yeah, yeah, look, guys, this has been around for a number of years now. Uh, it comes and goes, and, and the biggest challenge is going to be getting it through the CBA, uh, the RLPA, as, we, as we, we saw for six months last year and even longer, the, the negotiation phase, to, to change the competition to potentially add or decrease the length of the season. It is such a challenge. There's more restrictions on training uh, loads for players that we've ever seen. I just think there are so many hurdles as far as red tape and paperwork to get through. It sounds fantastic. You know, a, a, a simple format where teams play each other twice. Um, it sounds fair and reasonable, but guys, when you get down to the nitty-gritty, it is why it has never eventuated to this point in time. Time will tell. Time will tell. Yep. Good stuff, Dave. Enjoy. Keep enjoying San Diego. Uh, uh, we'll talk soon. The Black Stump Hill says, uh, Nudist doing a Mr. Hey. Chow down in Tijuana. He's here for that. <laughs> and uh, McLaren Flat Shark says, Riccio looks too much like a Mexican cartel member. Don't risk it, Dave. Yeah, don't grow a moustache. You'll never get back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Good stuff, David. Thank you, boys. Go well. See you, mate. Vanessa, thank you. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. Take any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Some of the sporting headlines of the morning. Roosters boss Nick Politis would like to see a conference system introduced in the NRL with 18 teams. He wants Perth over the over PNG. Uh, Mike Acevo has been handed a three-match ban for his high shot on AJ Brimson over the weekend. Dolphins have confirmed that Tom Gilbert has ruptured his ACL and will miss the 2024 season, which is yeah, makes you, it breaks your heart. And in the AFL, the Sydney Swans have also suffered a blow on the eve of the season with Luke Parker undergoing surgery on a broken arm. Broke it over the weekend in a 
and trial simulation match. game or a trial mm. match. It's, sort of, it's funny how they they're, they're preseason now. It's no longer a competition. It's yeah, they went funky one year with like a what was it AFL X tennis side. Then they used to have something else. I don't know. It's hard to keep up with. Uh, time now for Nick Ashman from Sportsbet. Ah, we've got the bag first. Oh, we've got the bag. Ah, yes. We can't can't leave the bag hanging. We've got to go bag pre-Nick. Off the coast of WA. Uh, G'day, bag. Oh, very good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Look, I need a bit of help. I've thrown myself into a tipping contest again, which can cause stress and anxiety, as you know. What are some of the formulas you blokes use to pick a side? No formula, just gut feel, really. Uh, See who's in. Have a look at the teams on Tuesday bag. Like, just... and. Generally, that's that's who takes the field. If you're really struggling, just go on your sports bet app and take all the favourites, or the home sides, or whatever. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I, I don't have a formula. I'm just um, seriously just weigh up the teams. If and, it's fifty-fifty, ask your missus, see which uh, colours she likes better. That works often. Well, so yeah, yeah. Bag, no, we're going to be no help to you. <laughs> no help at all. So, oh, tremendous. So, well, yeah, your so, own side's got to be going well to win a tipping contest. So. Uh, that rules you out, Miss Hall. Yeah, I know. That's that's where I get in trouble sometimes. I tip with my heart, not my head. Well, you ca- it's it's nearly a tipping competition, and everyone's got a team. Mm. It's almost impossible if you're not betting with your head. Yeah. If you're going with your Correct. heart, you, you get hurt. Well, you'd be sweet if you've been tipping well, Penrith the last three years. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yep. Tough um, period there, potentially between '03 and say. 2020, well, but there's, there's a lot of years in between. There's been a lot of tough years at Penrith. There has, yeah, there has. It's easy to forget that, isn't it? As you know, there's a lot of Panther haters out there now. It's you know, in Australia, we got a bit of tall poppy. A lot of people took a lot of joy out of the the game on the weekend, but you forget Panthers With had Wigan, a bit of a dry yeah. patch there for a while. <laughs> we were nowhere. We were, yeah. going, we were going nowhere. No, we've, we've had every club goes through tough periods. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> just just on the uh, on the World Club Challenge. Like yeah. I, I, it's it's all right for me to go. That's the worst video refereeing decision I've ever seen. But mm. I'm I'm aligned to Penrith as a non Penrith person. Just a oh outrageous, uh, outrageous, outrageous. I mean, uh, watching that. The last try with uh, Taylor May mm. was more of a try than the one that got allowed for, for Wigan. Yep. No proof on either. Both were probably no, no tries, but that was... Yeah. Even when they went to the side on view, I said, okay, he's had four cracks at it and he's still short of the line. Try. Okay, go figure. Yep. Anyway, time for this. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. And we've got Nick Ashman on the line. Morning, Nick. Hey, boys. How are you back, Miss Dole? I haven't spoken to you for a couple of weeks. Good to be back, Nick. Hey, Group 1 racing back at Randwick. Uh, it's starting to get a little bit easier to pick now that the, the good horses are back in, in action. Yeah, that's right. We've got the very elegant stakes on Saturday, which is the first year that this race has been run under this name, previously known as the Chipping Norton Stakes. And uh, it's named after her. She obviously passed away recently. Mm. Uh, she won the 2021 Melbourne Cup and she won the Caulfield Cup the year before that amongst a host of other uh, major Group 1 races. And it's her stablemate, Fangirl, who uh, got tongues wagging with her first up victory in the Apollo Stakes a couple of weeks ago. She's the dollar fifty favourite, guys. And if you look at the, the sectional times that this mare is starting to run as she's become an older horse, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she remains unbeaten this autumn 
and wins everything almost winks like if you if you can imagine it right the way through to the premier state, uh, race of the autumn the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. So Fangirl's a dollar fifty favourite. Thinking over is seven bucks and just fine seven fifty with Buckaroo the only other runner under uh, uh, under double figure odds at nine dollars. But she should be winning that. But I tell you what, guys, all eyes I reckon will be on the Skyline Stakes. There's a horse, a young colt called Stormboy. He's a dollar thirty in it, and the reason is he's unbeaten now in three starts, and he won the Magic Millions up at uh, the Gold Coast in January. He's running times that we don't see from two-year-olds. He had a trial recently out at Randwick. He ran a faster time than some of the best older sprinters in the country. Mm. Uh, He's just been sold to Coolmore, and providing he wins on Saturday and wins the Golden Slipper, they'll pay the owners of that horse $50 million or around $50 million for Storm Boys. So he's expected to go out and obliterate them this weekend and then go on and win the Golden Slipper. And there's a chance he might even then go and do the two-year-old Triple Crown. He's probably the most exciting two-year-old we've seen in probably decades, I'd say. He's an unbelievable hulking presence when you look at him out on the racetrack. And he's something to go and have a look at at Rose Hill if you've got nothing to do this weekend. Beautiful. What's he paying? What's Stormboy paying? Stormboy's $1.30 and Fangirl's $1.50, so... Quick mathematics tells you you get close to two bucks or even money mm. for the two of them winning. And, you know, I can't declare anything over the line, but it looks a good bet, that one. All right. We're going to have to multi them up there, Nick. Uh, thanks for those tips. Big weekend of racing coming up. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. Stay with us. Usman Khawaja coming up. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Uh, got a text message here. Good morning, gents. Why do we have to Americanize everything we do? Uh, just because they do it doesn't make it right. No conferences, says the pinnacle. I'm, uh, that's that's the way I'm leaning at the moment. And it's also a case of if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? The NRL is flying. Yeah. Those numbers they released on revenue, profits, viewerships. Everything. Flying. Yeah. Flying. Yeah. Do we need to mess with it? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, Andrew says... Uh, there's also two and a half million residents in Vegas. We, we were talking about someone earlier said should have been in California, mm. should you know LA, 13 million people, uh, where there's only 700,000 in in Vegas. She's uh, 13 millions a lot, isn't it per city? Yeah. LA, uh, yeah. I'm not a massive LA fan. Not a massive LA fan. It feels very disjointed when you go there. You I'm drive say to. I'm not either. Yeah. No. Yeah. Vegas. Exciting but dangerous, but I think as a mecca for Australian sporting fans to um, converge on, is, is, is a better place yeah. than it's LA. A, yeah, it's a good place to be going. Yeah, no no worries with accommodation, no worries with you know other entertainment and things to do while you're there. You've got the sphere, you've got shows, you've got casinos, it's all there. When were you last in Vegas? 2016, same oh, okay. time I was same, in... Same um, time. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So it's probably changed a bit since then too. Yep. Yeah, I, I dare say like so. I went, I went early, and then I went a long time later, and it, the change was enormous. The only the thing casinos. Oh, I didn't like about LA, it's probably more all around America at the same time. Not being a fuddy-duddy or anything, but they just legalized weed when I was in LA. Everywhere I was walking around Venice Beach and Santa Monica, I was almost getting hot boxes. Stunk like weed everywhere. Doesn't New York's? Isn't that New York? I'm not sure. No, yeah. Not, well, it is. I think New York. And remember, there was when they were playing the U.S. Open, Flushing Meadow, and one of the one of the players said, 
Stuart smells like marijuana like <laughs> everywhere, everywhere, even the, like on court. So, like that—that's not a good thing, is it? Yeah, it can't it, be a good thing. No, it can't Walking be. Walking around a city where they're selling marijuana out of uh, Mr. Whippy van, <laughs> like sparking up, and the joint stinks. Like, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I wonder what. Yeah, would it be like that if it was legalized in Australia? I guess so. Yeah, like if you could mm. go for your life. Uh, we're just waiting for Usman Khawaja to join us. We'll hit an early break here and be straight back with Usman. Stay with us on the home of sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. Uh, we're just talking about how cities smell. Uh, Vegas smells worse than LA with the weed stank, mm. says Chase. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, some Areas. some enthusiasts out there that don't mind the smell. But just to me, it was a bit of a shock where I was like, oof. Geez, every time I walked out the door, it was hitting me in the face. Mm. Uh, boys, what do you make of Zach Lomax on the wing and Jack Burton? Yeah, what do you make of that, Brandy? I don't, I don't know yet. I haven't seen enough of it. Like, I don't know. Zach's big, strong. Um, Michaeli Ravalawa on one wing. Zach Lomax on Zach Lomax on the other wing might be good for them. Mm. Might be, but I'm jury's out at the moment. I uh, I'm just not sure. I've been saying all preseason I wanted to see Lomax at fullback just to get more ball. Tyrell Sloan was good on the weekend. If if he can keep some consistency in his game, he's a very exciting player. But, geez, it's a roller coaster at times. So the week before he made errors. Yeah. And that's what he's got to cut out of his game. If he can mm. cut, his er- cut the errors out of his game, be physical when he needs to be, his body st- he still looks a bit slight, like he's, mm. he gets ragdolled. He does. Um, so that, that does make it tough when you're bringing the ball back into the into a chase that's made up of forwards generally. Watching that game on the weekend... So they're going to play a bash and barge style of the Dragons, right? That's well, they've got big physics. They've got big, big guys. Bodies. And I was watching that going, okay, they've got Sua and, and Suli on one side. Then on the other side, they're going to have Luciano Leilua and Jack Bird. It's a big side. It is. Uh, a lot more imposing with Luciano as well, I, I reckon. So I think that was a pretty astute signing from them, particularly 900 reported. Apparently, that's well off the mark. If they got him for around that 600 mark, I think that's a good signing for them. Well, apparently, they signed him for 2.1. So, the the Cowboys have already paid not half, but almost half of his contract. His contract is worth 900. Okay. So, the so the Dragons are up for 500 this year. Yep. Because the, the Cowboys have already paid almost half of it. That's a great price. Then it's 900, 900. Okay. Now... I, when I first looked at that, I went, oh, that's too much. For mm. But it's what a player means to a side. It's what the side, Chad Townsend, when he signed with the Cowboys for 800, I went, that's outrageous. That's Me ridiculous. Too. But he added something that they didn't have. And he was worth the money. Mm. So he was worth, even though it, it, he certainly wouldn't be worth 800 if he went to another club. No. But he was worth 800 at the Cowboys. Look. Luciano, 900 still a stretch. Mm. But he just might be worth a lot of money to them to add just what you said. Yeah. It makes them dangerous on both sides of the field. Gives the halves something to work with. Big, powerful. Flano will get the best out of him. If, if there's someone to, to yeah. get him straight. Because obviously, yeah. couple little Luciano's things popped up. had problems yeah. off the field. Yeah. If, and if Flano, who does seem to be the right man, he's hard, no nonsense, no bullshit, just... Straight down the line, mm. uh, he'll get the best out. Well, if he's if it's anything to go by, the way that Sua, uh, J- Jaden Sua and Moses Suli played on the weekend, 
Holy well, there's smokes. The there's the example. That is an edge that you do not want to come up against. That was some scary stuff, particularly Suli. Yeah. Oof, opposition centers, look out. Yep. He's a, he can be a beast. Big, big, big man. Mm. Big man. Uh, the Colborough Beach uh, says, the same thing happened in Thailand with the legalizing of weed. Places opened up everywhere, selling gummies, lollies, joints, and anything else they can add pot to. Well, there you go. Gum, well, gummies don't. Well, they don't that's smell. Be, that's better than yeah, smell. Yeah, like the smoke. Mm. Yeah. Uh, morning, boys. Went uh, to San Fran in 2015. Strong smell of weed. All the homeless situation really bad. Uh, Darren, a Bunnies fan. Um, San Francisco has been in the news recently about, and there was some comparisons here in Sydney. They said, well, Sydney's on the way to what's happening in San Francisco, where you've got... With homelessness. Well, well you've almost... You, it's, it, it's, it said there's people in suits that have got jobs but still can't earn enough money. They're in food lines. They're, they're lining, really? That's in San Francisco. Yeah. So you've got middle-class people or working-class people uh, lining up with food vouchers mm. to get a fee. Mm. Well, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. Uh, morning, boys. A question on the Panthers-Wigan game. How is it we're allowed to talk about the bunker and how shocking it was, but the coaches can't or they get fined? If it was a call like that uh, and I asked the question after the game, they should be able to blow up. Well, I, each to their own. Yeah. Sticky would have blown up. Um, and some don't, some do. Um, some some have been fined. Brandy, time now for our next Next guest, Usman Kawaja. Welcome to Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. Sorry, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, good, to, good to have you on, Uzi. Um, everything ready to go uh, at the Basin in Wellington uh, starting Thursday. And, and we're covering at SEN, of course, covering all the action. But uh, uh, everyone ready to go? Uh, yeah, not yet fully. There's still two days left. So I think there will be when the time starts. But um, the wicket pretty great at the moment so as a batsman hopefully they'll take them off I'm not I'm not expecting them to but yeah it'll be interesting to see how it goes it's, it's always nice to play cricket you know, smaller grounds a little bit different to what we used to but I think everyone's ready to go uh, saw vision yesterday so the PM welcomed the, the team uh, and there was a bit of cricket going on too with was it was it some schoolboys involved and, and you blokes having a yeah. ball and a bat against them yeah it's a, PM, and I think it was the sports minister there yesterday too, and the sports minister absolutely loved it. You just tell, he was so excited that he was playing before the PM got there. He was playing for like 10 minutes, and then um, yeah, PM had a hit, and the sports minister just kept batting, and he wouldn't stop batting. So he <laughs> the balls and bowled them a beautiful inning and ripped his front toe off. It was good fun, actually. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. As a person who doesn't bowl much, I love backyard bowls, so it was, nice. it was a nice day. It was, uh, it was nice. The PM actually was He's a ripper of a bloke, really. He came chatted to most people. He's a very genuine guy. So he's got a, a smith, uh, so it's always nice to see. You've got a new nice opening that. partner there uh, in Steve Smith. Uh, what's the goal for you two at this test match? And do you have to room with him now that he's your opening test batsman? Uh, as many runs as he can, but no. We don't room with him when we get our own rooms, thankfully, because I'm not sure if I can handle rooming with my opening partner. He's a bit of a strange cat, so <laughs> better, better just leave him on his own. But... I'm really enjoying just, you know, I've played with him a lot. I've known him since he was 15, 14 years old. Uh, we've known each other for a long time. So 
We're going to get let Uzi get back to trading. Time now for a break. More after the news. Vossi here. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can catch Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy live 6am to 9am weekdays. Just tune your radio to 1170am in Sydney.